0: So a couple of quick notes as we get started. We're going to have uh, several discussion panels today, and uh, make sure you don't miss the next discussion panel if you follow one out to try to network, because we have them state their investor mandates, and sometimes someone might say they're looking for exactly what you're doing, and it can be a great time to make that connection. It can be more of a sniper approach versus trying to shake everybody's hand out in the hall, Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, I've never gotten so many compliments on the, the free espresso card out there. I guess they're doing amazing jobs. Hopefully I've been enjoying the free, uh, cappuccinos and stuff out there and not just have the normal boring black coffee at most conferences that I know some of us don't enjoy. <clears throat> also got a s- second comment that someone thought I was my brother's father, even though we're four years apart in age, so <laughs> thought that was worth sharing with the audience. I guess, the uh, ultra healthy stuff hasn't kicked in quite yet, so I need to work my own list a little bit better and... Um, It looks like the weekly cleaning of the men's bathroom by the hotel finally happened, so we're excited about that as well. The most interesting comment yesterday was, you know, people are polite when you run an event, and they've come here and had a decently good time. They say, oh, thank you, great event, and, you know, it's like the polite thing to say, but we had a billionaire come up to me unsolicited. I didn't ask him for feedback. I wasn't even aware he was in the room today. And he came up and said, "The things that we shared on stage in the morning is exactly what he did, And his exact words were just that. That's exactly how he acts and how he created all of his wealth. And that was just really cool to hear that we're somewhat on the right track, at least in his mind, we're right, we're right on the right track. So I hope you find value in some of the, the things we've been sharing. And you know, when I started <clears throat> writing books, I, you know one book I wrote was 600 pages long. I wrote a couple pages, a couple books that were 250 pages long. I then realized those are painful to write. They're painful to read. So I started writing 150-page books and 100-page books. It's a little bit easier. The busiest of people would rather look at an infographic or just get straight to the point and have a 10-page white paper or a 20-page document. And so one thing we put together is a private investor playbook. Uh, It's available to anybody in the Family Office Club would like to take a look at it. It's designed for private investors, people who are starting family offices, Um, people who are allocating capital, but it could be helpful to anybody. I'm gonna go through some of the resources that are in that playbook just to share the types of ideas we share with our investor clients. Um, and hopefully you enjoy that here and then we'll, we'll move on to our first standalone of the day. This is what the front of it looks like. We think that if somebody is worth, you know, 10 million or 20 million dollars, there's probably a million dollars of value in a couple of these tools for you no matter where you are on your path. So we have our interview with Mark Cuban in there, our interview with Tony Robbins. Um, but importantly, we point out that we have a 14-module mini-series on how to start a family office. People who consult in this niche charge $500 or $1,000 an hour or charge you $100,000 to set up your family office. And we just digitized it and give it away within these 14 modules. Each module is only 3 to 11 minutes long. And you can watch it at 2x speed if you want. Um, so I gave this away at another real estate event recently, and we had an investor who earned seven figures a year running their medical practice. He digested the whole mini-series over the weekend after the event. Uh, We also have a 17-module, $100 million uh, Rainmaker mini-series, if you are a capital raiser in the room, and that's free on YouTube as well. Um, And so I wanted to point out this resource because it's equal to us sitting down for a 90-minute lunch, and you're not saying a word and me giving you my 14 best Little blocks of ideas and insights and case studies and structures, et cetera. So it's one of the most powerful things that we can do to have somebody consume because after they consume this, they either think we can add a lot of value to them or if you knew everything in the 14 modules and we wasted a whole bunch of your time, then you know, you don't need to meet with us or work together, but it's usually not the case. And so that's one of the resources. The other one is coming up with one page on your direct investment strategy. This could be helpful whether you're raising capital or an investor here in the room. A lot of people sell their company, they start investing with people they know, their high school friends, crypto fund, a mobile app idea, someone who's going to replace Facebook with their new social media platform, and a whole bunch of random ideas. And when you go out to get help, there's the diversification drum that the wealth managers beat their whole life, and it's in their DNA. They just think diversify in every part of your life. That's all that matters. But that's all that matters for playing defense. But you need to have an offensive game too. And that's why the playbook is called, you know, the million dollar guide to improve your your defensive and your offensive game, because wealth management is meant to heavily diversify. Real estate is meant to be sleep at night, hard asset, provide income, and beat inflation. But your direct investment game, if you go all over the place, that's called diversification, and you're gonna get hurt by that. There'll be no synergy, there'll be no learning, there'll be no extra conviction, there'll be no exponential results, there'll be no offense that you're playing. You should not typically, diversify heavily in the direct investment space. You should always be very careful and do very thorough due diligence. Warren Buffett says, put your eggs in one basket and watch that basket very carefully. You should probably build a platform or two. Even multi-billionaire families usually have one to three niches that they dominate in their direct investment portfolio. They also allocate to real estate and public markets. Someone came up before the event and they said they do early stage angel VC stuff And they asked why there's so much talk about real estate. Well, if you made your money in biopharma, if you made your money in running a medical practice or dry cleaners or whatever it is, you probably want a little bit of real estate in your portfolio. But not everyone who made their money in real estate or in manufacturing wants dry cleaners in their portfolio. right? So it's just a commonality um, that at any investment conference you go to uh, for family offices that there's going to be a general interest in having some allocation to real estate. It doesn't mean that they don't also invest in something else that's very exciting or related to what they're doing. Um, we've got a list of books that are clickable. You can use this Q- QR code right here if you'd like to get it so you can click over and go straight to the Audible link. Um, there's a book program, I think it's called Blink List, where you can get like a 15-minute audio summary of books. You know, there's 240 books written by billionaires and it's like not earning your MBA, but your MBS, your, your master's in billionaire strategies by reading all these books. Guarantee you, you'll learn more by reading 240 books than paying Harvard 180 grand to get an MBA. This is a dashboard. It's free. Again, all these tools are free. The more we give away for free and help investors, the more they like to come to the event and do business with us. This has 62 different fields, and if you can't fill this out for yourself as an investor, it shows you where you might need to work on, or maybe you don't care about that area, it doesn't matter. But this way you have your top service providers, your tax strategies, your deal flow, your mission, your goals, your objectives, and everything in an edible PDF. And you could update this once a year, you could update it once a quarter. Most people don't update it once a month, but you could. It just depends how often you meet as a family office and how formalized you wanna be. But this could be important to share with a CPA, trust and estate attorney, your spouse, your kids if appropriate, etc. cetera. Um, getting better and better at due diligence is something really important to us and the value we wanna to provide to investors here. So using a due diligence questionnaire that maybe has 15 to 30 questions on it before you make an investment And if they don't want to answer your questions, then it's an easy no. If they can't answer your initial seven questions via email with clarity, then maybe it's an easy no. And you save yourself a lot of phone calls and follow-up. That's why always I ask for the pitch first via email, because 90% of the deals are not a fit just based on the first email. Then I ask for financials and the seven questions. And based on that, I might ask another seven questions, and then I'll get on the phone. And that saves me a ridiculous amount of time, makes me more effective, um, and just clears out a lot of things. So uh, we also have 100 different due diligence questions to consider investigating. But not all of them apply to every deal. You won't care about all of them. But um, there's an Excel spreadsheet of that. You can get there, too. We talked about ultra healthy in our checklist already several times. Um, so we don't need to go into that any further. Um, and thank you for keeping in mind our medical clinic capital uh, division. Um, when I started the event, I had a slide up here about maximizing your time here today. And the way to do so is just have your brain open to picking up on an investment structure, a way to work with others, uh, a new way to do joint ventures, a new way to scale a company faster, um, a partner that you could work with potentially, or a peer you could keep in touch with and be an accountability partner, or maybe they could help you source deals and then you run with it, or maybe you source the deal and then they run with it after that. All of us have more things we could do than we can possibly get done ourselves, so it's through coordinating and collaborating with others, they were able to maximize that, obviously, right? So again, thank you to my team. Thank you, everyone, for, for being here. I think it's going to be a, a great day and fast-paced, just like the last couple of days. Um, our first standalone speaker uh, is going to be Sanjeev um, from NetX AI. Um, many of you will be somewhat familiar with this industry, uh, especially those who work in the the real estate space, because there is close to a monopoly, kind of an oligopoly in this niche. There's not many people operating in it. And because of that, there's kind of a stranglehold on services, on technology. There's not enough innovation. Uh, the price of everything is, is higher than it should be. Um, and so we're going to invite Sanjeev up. And he's going to give a great standalone presentation that I think you'll enjoy. And let's uh, welcome him up to the stage.